Good morning. This is Russian official Tony Clark. I want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast each week. Thank you for the positive feedback. I want to take this moment to remember two of our officials that have passed away. Billy Marquardt from Central Illinois and Al Williams from Riverdale. I have been fortunate to work with both of these officials and their contribution to our sport will be greatly missed. Please keep their family in your prayers. Now on to today's podcast, our talk with Jason Sally about freestyle and Greco officiating. Hi, everyone. This is Tony Clark. Uh, I just say state wrestling official, head clinician here in Illinois. Tonight, we are going to talk freestyle and Greco officiating with IHSA state final official, freestyle and Greco official, Jason Sally. How are you doing tonight, Jason? I am well. Yourself? Not bad. How are things going? Uh, the family is good. Uh, friends, for the most part, are good, minus the unfortunate event that happened Tuesday morning. So, uh, otherwise, everything is doing everything's well. Everything is everything's going well. You want to talk about uh, the one official we're minus this week? Absolutely. Um, for those that aren't aware, uh. 40-plus-year wrestling official Albert Williams from Riverdale, Illinois, passed away on Tuesday morning with complications that arose due to COVID-19. Al was a very, pardon me, very good friend, um, mentor, mentor to a lot of people nationally. Uh, definitely within the state, he helped the numbers grow with the officiating for Freestyle and Greco. Um, I know he coached for a number of years at Marist High School and uh, one or a couple of the rich schools, so down in just down in that area because he's from that area. Um, but he obviously made his biggest impact with Freestyle and Greco officiating. As one person put it, he was like an icon for Illinois wrestling. Because for a while, it was just him. And then we had others, and I came on board, and numbers continued to grow. I, I don't know how much of that was from me or his involvement, but it was it, it's nice to see it grow the last 10-plus years that I've been involved. And um, unfortunately, with everything going on, we have not been able to do any type of a public event for to help mourn and put closure to this but i've been in contact with his wife vicky every day and she's doing well um as well as she can and been just been getting a lot of beautiful positive comments memories from people within the state people outside of the state and he was very well regarded outside of the state as a very good mentor he was he was very good at taking younger officials and trying to calm them down and get them acclimated and learn the art of officiating freestyle and Greco. So, um, I love that man. I'm going to miss him dearly. Yeah, he will uh, definitely be missed. I've had a chance to work with Al and and had many, many uh, phone conversations with Al, you know, just off, off the cuff and out of the blue, just, you know, he would see somebody and he'd give me a call and give me an update on how the person did. And, you know, he was just uh, 
he was true blue to the profession. He really, really wanted to see people do well. Yeah. So um, he will be missed, uh, definitely. So. All right. We will uh, continue on. Uh, Jason, how long have you been an IHSA official? I have been an IHSA official since year 2000 when I first got out of college. So 20 years, I believe, is my 20th year season that we just concluded. And uh, before I go on, I do want to uh, congratulate you on your um, IWCOA Hall of Fame inductee. Thank you. Um, we weren't able to have the uh, the ceremony uh, due to the pandemic, but I know uh, they're looking to have that ceremony as soon as possible so we can get you guys uh, finished up. But again, congratulations on that honor for being uh, selected to the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I know you'd greatly helped me get to where I'm at and I'm truly appreciative of that. And I definitely am appreciative of those that have helped me get to where I'm at. So again, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, how long have you been a freestyle Greco official? I started refing freestyle and Greco in 2005 at the, the encouragement of Mr. Williams. Um, so I've been involved, what, now 15, 16 years? 15 years now? Yeah. What uh, freestyle Greco uh, tournaments or events have you uh, accomplished so far in your career? Um, multiple freestyle and Greco state tournaments for Illinois. Uh, Schoolboy nationals. And for those that don't know what schoolboys are, they're roughly like 7th and 8th graders. They're national dual team tournament. Um, I've done the cadet national duels, which is older eighth graders to about, let's say, I'm, if I screw this up, I apologize, but like older sophomores um, to younger juniors. It all depends on what year. That's all they care about, you, what year you're born. And then junior national duels, uh, which is basically older sophomores, younger juniors through high, uh, end of high school. Um, I've done the college nationals, uh, junior nationals, which is like, uh, FILA, what was FILA or UWW, uh, juniors, which is essentially like the seniors of high school into the early ages of college, their national tournament, their qualifier to go to, uh, international tournaments. Um, I've done... Uh, did the world team trials that was senior world team trials. I've done the, I did the 2016 Olympic team trials. I've done uh, the Kirby cup multiple times. I did some events when Sean Bormet was running uh, team overtime where team overtime would be against various countries. Um, notably like Russia or Bulgaria, um, New York Athletic Club. I've been to Canada a few times. I went to my first international trip. I went to Sweden for a women's tournament. The, a few years later, I went to Ukraine. And a few years after that, probably my favorite tournament is I was privileged enough to go to Cuba. That was a great tournament. It was nice to go when it was cold up here and nice down there um 
probably play obviously senior national uh senior nationals or the US Open as they call it for for us. Um so yeah, I've uh, definitely had my share of nice events some good good nice events and obviously the one that most of the high school officials know about is fargo i've done fargo fargo many times which is the cadet and junior national tournament and i've heard about regionals northern plains regionals um which is for those that don't know what northern plains are it's comprised of illinois wisconsin iowa nebraska North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, that's our kind of like, it's our regional and the top four from there at their weight qualify for the national tournament in Fargo. And that does not go against the state's uh, allotment of, I think it's three per weight class that you qualify through your state tournament. So this is above and beyond. So... Good. You've had a pretty uh, lustrous career there. Um, how are your numbers as far as officials for the uh, freestyle? Um, we tend to generally hold in the high teens to low 20s with uh, being able to get officials like a regular developmentals every day, everyday developmentals, which is usually on Friday nights, Saturdays and Sundays for the state tournament. Our state tournaments, we usually had to reach out to other states and ask them to come help out. And sometimes we've been able to do that. So we've been able to get up over 30 officials at our state tournaments, which is nice. It allows us to uh, do the three-man mechanics and be able to rotate uh, without being out there by yourself for hours upon hours. I remember when I first started doing freestyle we were at Freestyle State in the armory down at University of Illinois, and our numbers are, are so high that I was basically on a mat. We started at 9 o'clock in the morning. I think we got done close to 10, 11 o'clock for the first day that night. I think we did. We did get a break, but still, you're just – that was a long, that's a long day. And then the next day we come back and really hit hard the money matches, if you would, you know, for winning the tournament and or just qualifying for Fargo. So long days. All right. Uh, explain the, the dynamic. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, three-man mechanics. Explain the dynamic because that's a pretty different from the uh, folk style. Yes, it is. Uh for three-man mechanics, you have, obviously, the referee that everyone, most people pay attention to. They're in the mat. They, they're required to give an option or their opinion of how the action is scored. And, obviously, no, giving no score is an option. They start and interrupt the bout, end the bout. The judge, which is on the far side... They essentially have the same obligation to initiate scores or options for scores as the referee does. They just can't begin or stop the bout or interrupt the bout. Um, and then there's the mat chairman who's over by the scorer's table, usually. And 
their job is to make sure that the match is done procedurally correct. And if there is a disagreement in the scoring of an action, they're supposed to pick what they think is the closest to the correct action. They are not supposed to just come up with their own score. Um, so if there's, if there's an egregious error, as they call it, they can certainly ask for what we call a consultation or we have a little conference to discuss if the chairman saw something that was drastically bad. And, but you're not supposed to really go against judgment because uh, they are, in theory, you know, adequate people. They have their own opinion. You just pick one that maybe is the closest to what you wanted. But if there's just something horribly wrong, you or against the rules of what you can't do procedurally, then you were supposed to have a consultation. Some of that's kind of, I don't want to say it's gone away because now with video review, but sometimes you don't have as much of the consultations because you kind of will pick something and see what happens with the coaches because you don't want to interrupt the bout too much. Um, I've definitely been with Matt chairman that think they know everything and they want to have a conference about every little, every other call. And it definitely slows things down, but that's the dynamic of it. If you get to larger events, there is a jury, which is Matt's side that if they, if the refer, if the coaches challenge a call, which is usually with the brick or something associated with the tournament, they'll throw it in and, we have to watch it, and if uh, the jury then will make their decision on what if what was what happened in based on that video that they see. Um, but generally, that's the dynamics of three man mechanics: is the uh, referee makes a call, the judge makes a call, and if they agree, the chairman writes it down. If they disagree, the chairman is supposed to pick the one that's closest to what he they think happened. And if there's something egregiously wrong or procedurally wrong, they will have a conference and change it. All right. How do you feel um, refereeing freestyling Greco can benefit the folk style official? Um, a very loaded question, but uh, I forget who said it, but you know, there's, if you want to get any, if you want to get, good at a craft where they say you got to work a thousand minutes or hours. So there's definitely in the big picture to start with, it gets you mat time. Um, that's one of the main reasons I started doing it is spring and summer folk style events are sometimes hard to get into. Whereas freestyle, we, we don't, as long as you have a USA card, you know, we ain't going to tell you, you can't show up. So it was nice to be able to go to those events. Um, there's definitely something about professionalism that it, I don't want to say it's not taught through IHSA clinics or any of the other uh, folk style events I've been to, but there's something about when you work with a group of officials like that, where you got to learn how to sometimes swallow your pride to, you know, that maybe they just saw something different or maybe you just saw something wrong and that's okay. Especially that video review where you, you positive, you were right there, you saw the call and then they do something else. They put up something else and you're sitting there in your head, just bewildered. 
So there's something degree about professionalism. There's um, uh, motion. And what I mean by motion is they, they definitely, mechanics, they definitely look frown upon running. Um, they frown upon uh, lying on your stomach. You know, in general, they want you mobile, but they want you to get where you need to be quickly. But if you ran, you got caught out of position. So there's, they def, they try to do what you can to move with the action. And that's one of the ways that helps you really learn about the sport. Because if you're observing the action and if you can see where an action is going to fall, it's pretty easy to be judgmentally correct on how to score that action. And it's tougher for the coaches to maybe balk at it or question you. And it's easier for your uh, officiating crew to maybe agree with your calls. Um, I mean, everybody certainly gets caught out of position. It's no one's going to ref a perfect match, but those are just things that I think is, has helped, um, communication with coaches again that leads to the how much time on the mat and how much you you see them and you're you're involved with it more uh being able to explain your answers and not get defensive um i'm sure there's a bunch of other things that i'm missing but just those seem to be the ones that really have stuck with me the most um motion timing of calls timing of passivities which relay i think somewhat into stalling calls i know you've done a couple podcasts there talking about stalling so i think it has helped me with stalling i mean i think i was i thought i was pretty good with stalling before and but it just it helped maybe put more in perspective the whole match you look at the whole match in its entirety and there's appropriateness to passivities or appropriateness to stallings at times so it's de it's definitely taught that uh, for me. Um, uh, some other things is they they like you to talk to the wrestlers. I know sometimes some folk style officials or coaches don't always like you talking to the athletes or how you talk to them. It's one of the things that you learn how to maybe say little things to them as the match is going on, that really is only audible between you and them or on the way back to the center to kind of prevent either a stalling or passivity call or a penalty that you don't want to do that, or you don't want to do because you want the match to flow. You don't want the match decided by penalties. Obviously they will at times we can't help that, but, but you want to decide it based on superior technique and scoring ability, not due to something happening. Um, maybe even inadvertently, but it uh, it's something that has to be called when it has when it comes up. But you, you it helps you get in communicate with the athletes. Um, I've noticed as the higher level the the officiating, the more you're almost controlling the athletes to where they literally aren't ripping each other's heads off or arms or something. You know, you're trying to keep them calm. And that helps to dictate the flow of the match to where you have a clean match. Maybe not always a perfect one, but at least a clean match that we're, cause I've been in ones where they're 
banging on each other and it's, it's ugly. It's just ugly. Um, yeah. What advice would you give to someone who uh, wants to get started in the freestyle uh, record world? First, I would say welcome and thank you. Uh, listen, just like anything, even with folk style, listen to those that have been around, have patience. I, I would honestly say I sucked the first year I did freestyle in Greco. I, I wasn't very good at folk style when I first started either, but it's patience really, because it can be something completely different, even though it looks like folk style and just be willing to be wrong. And that's okay. And learning how to just learn from that those mistakes, not not beat yourself up over the mistakes, um, and just really be try to become a student of the sport and of the art, because the more you learn about the sport, the better you can become at the officiating. Because one thing I really I look back at the twenty some year twenty years I've officiated. You really got to learn about moves you didn't do as an athlete because you're going to be refereeing so many different styles and techniques and techniques evolve. You got to learn how, where they can go, where they can't go, what an athlete can do, what they can't do. So um, probably some of the best advice I got from Albert and others is uh, you got two ears, but you only got one mouth. You know, you got that for a reason. Use the one, use your ears more than your mouth. And, you know, it's okay to talk through things sometimes, but don't make it be argumentative. You know, sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith and go with what they're trying to tell you how to call something because those people have been around for a while. They know what you should do. So um, otherwise, there's a lot of things out on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter on being able to, or just the internet in general to watch videos. There's uh, how to's on YouTube, USWOA, which is the officiating group of USA wrestling. They have videos. They also have a Facebook page, a Instagram page and, Flow Wrestling, I love and hate them, but they have video up there of what you can watch matches, and I wouldn't necessarily listen to their commentary all the time, but uh, the watching videos there, United World Wrestling, which is what used to be Fila, they got videos out there, but I'd mostly start with USA Wrestling, USWA, on just things to... They do have some very good teaching cadre or clinics, or I'm probably, I'm blanking on the term, but they have things out there that'll help you learn how to be an official. And that's something that we've been kind of leaning on right now with what the pandemics uh, and our lack of a season right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This gives everybody a chance to uh, refresh. No matter what style they're doing, it's giving them an opportunity to to relook at things as we... uh, we all, because of the pandemic, as we all uh, have to evaluate how things are mm-hmm. going to change uh, when we're allowed to come back together. I mean, that's just, we just, you know, it, it's just something that's, that, that's going to affect our world and our sport yeah. 
unfortunately, you know, going forward. But uh, I do want to thank you for Absolutely. taking your time to do this tonight. And uh, I look forward to uh, having other interviews with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Anytime. In the future. You too. All right. Thank you. And have Bye. a good night.